Down and down again. I got so high, left my frown in the wind. Hard, I tried, never try it again. Cause these niggas is lying again. I'm a black lion, I roll like a tire. Girl, in my dreams, I don't sleep, I don't find her. If they sleep and they need a reminder, this is for niggas who think we minor. What up, everybody? Welcome to the show. I see things a little differently. I see things a little differently all the time. And so, <clears throat> essentially, I don't know what that was. I was trying to be cool. Um, I was trying to like have a cool transition that was terribly bad i apologize that you had to go through that so um <laughs> i had someone messaging me and they were like hey dude like can you get back to the blacklist <laughs> and we're gonna get there and i thought about this right and i told him in this email i was like you, you do know bro like we're gonna like we have so much time left i, I thought about this there's no need to rush anything so i did the sandman one that one uh by the time you guys hear this it will already be out but it was funny because i was like man we're gonna we're not telling you. I thought about it. We literally only have She-Hulk left, which is like what eight episodes, which which I'm doing in like two. I'm doing in, in increments of two. Um, by the way, as the time of this recording, only episode one is out, and I haven't watched it yet. But as we only have She-Hulk left, Black Adam, Shazam two, and Black Panther. So it's like I was like, hold on a second. There's still four months in a year: September, October, November, December. There's so little content left. And obviously, we can always come up with stuff. And I feel like we've definitely gotten on the right track with it. Um, but no, I was like, oh, we're going to have plenty of time to, like, dissect everything and break it down the right way. So these are just, it's just not that big of a deal. But, yeah, what I'm going to actually do, I'm going to do back-to-back weeks of Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. It's going to be back-to-back. Then we'll get back to the blacklist for like two weeks. I think it'll be like the last two weeks of September. And then by October, we'll begin with the She-Hulk review. And then by the end of October, it'll be Black Adam. So, like, it's, it's it'll be fine. Like, it's, we will finish black, Blacklist for sure um, before the end of the year. Just keep following. Keep supporting. I appreciate it. Um, we still have, I think, what, we've done two episodes of Blacklist. We still have four more to go because um, I combined seven and eight and if by the time that happens season nine is out on Netflix I'll watch that and do a retrospective on that as well so um I want to talk about I, I realized of all the shows I've done um we've never talked about Breaking Bad and it's funny because I thought about it. we never talked about Breaking Bad The Sopranos um and these are and there's a reason for that and I remember one of the first shows I did when, in the relaunch two years ago was The Wire. And I've still never finished it because, I, I, once again, it was one of those shows that was ruined for me only because of the studying of uh, the writing perspectives and stuff that I literally, I, I was watching it, lost interest, and literally I was writing down stuff and I, I wrote down the ending without even knowing it. And so then I went to... Uh, Wikipedia and looked up and read the entire last episode. I was like, Jesus Christ, this ruined it. But and I realized something that I haven't shared with you guys before because I just thought about it. I was actually taking a like an advanced writing class. Can't remember the, the, the title of it, but I remember it was 
like uh, so it, it was like my very last class I had to take before you get to the electives and stuff like that. And I remember vividly as I was watching this is in the middle of COVID, and that's the only reason I ever watched uh, the Shield is because it was during COVID. And that, that, that's the only reason I ever watched Justice League, like all these things, like I would have never watched on my own. And so I remember saying to myself, holy crap, I'm actually learning, which was really disgusting. <laughs> but like, it was just like, wow, it was crazy to me how I was only like two weeks into the class and I was binging the, the shield at the same time. And it, it just threw me off. And I've come to a realization that like, I haven't even done a retrospective of my favorite show of all time, which is 24. Anyone that knows me knows how much I love Jack Bauer. And COVID, my God, COVID ruined everything. So I was booked for, I think it was a Comic-Con in Detroit. And Keith or Southern was going to be there. And I was like, holy fuck. And I wasn't, my 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 uh, panel wasn't the day he was going to be there. I think it was only going to be on like a Sunday or whatever. But I was like, I'm staying for that mother bleeper. You know, and of course, of course COVID ruined it. Um, but no, I still haven't done one on that. But I realized that people people's tastes in shows have different from mine. Like I binged all of Sopranos. This is when this is how really dating myself here. I rented the DVDs of the Sopranos from Blockbuster, and how I got into it was I always had a Blockbuster card, and I remember for a while I just wasn't feeling cable. I was paying for it. I just wasn't feeling it. I was only watching wrestling on it. And I think maybe a few premium shows. And me saying even then, that's uh, that's a stretch, right? I just wasn't watching a lot of TV, cable. And I remember I, I remember I was going back, and because what happened was I watched Twenty Four Hour of Order. I got into Twenty Four. And this is gonna be something I'll tell in, in the retrospect I'll do for that one. But I got Twenty Four Season Five Episode One, and I'm a t- tell us in the podcast i was like holy bleep, what the f- am i watching i remember i was just so stunned and uh, a good friend of mine mentored me actually you gotta tell me about barton was like you've never seen it you you would love it and blah 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 and i went and rented the blockbuster the dvds from blockbuster and it's funny like how like some block some dvds would be out and so you have to wait or whatever well that's how i ended up getting into sopranos because i was never into sopranos and i come to a realization of for as much as of of the writing aspect that I love in a lot of these shows, I, I don't. Sometimes I don't get the hype, like and maybe I should do a retrospective on The Sopranos and to, and try to break that down a little more. But I won't talk about Breaking Bad because we just had the, the finale of uh, Better Call Saul, and then I saw a rumor that they if they did do a spinoff, the spinoff will be supposedly uh, centered around Walter uh, Walt Jun- Walt Junior. And him perfecting his dad's crystal meth. And I was like, that's very interesting. Because now you bring a lot of the original cast back in. You bring in Skylar. You bring in the sister. You know, you bring in that aspect. And it's like, now we get to actually see the aftermath of all this. And I will say it's about Breaking Bad. And the one thing I loved about Breaking Bad. And I and I, and I I thought was very wise. You only, you never saw the repercussions of what the meth did. Or was doing. You only saw. What they wanted you to see. You only saw their life in Mexico. And that was it. And I was like that's fucking brilliant. Because Walt. Because he doesn't become Heisenberg. In my opinion. If. 
he sees what he's what his product is doing. He may still be doing it, but he's like, damn, like this is not who I am. I'm not trying to kill people because I'm dying. Like you could see how that would be a struggle for that particular character because he was never he become Heisenberg, but he was never really really Heisenberg and until he had to be in certain moments. If that makes any sense. Um, so it was one of those things where I thought that was a really brilliant part of the show. And so to me, and I heard someone break down what they felt about Bear Call Saul. They, they felt like Bear Call Saul was a great character study. And I said, well, I think all of this was a character study. And to me, the thing I found, and to me, just seeing how some of these shows equate to some of the other shows I've watched, like what Ozark and Breaking Bad did for me, they made me hate the wives. And I know that was a point of Ozark, my, from what I gather, was you were supposed to hate Wendy in the end. You were supposed to hate her. I don't think that was ever the point of Skylar. But I began to hate Skylar, and honestly, it came down to real life issues for me. Um, and I'll share this. I don't mind. There's someone I know I used to be close to, and him and his woman, or, or at the time she was his woman, they were out doing drugs, partying, and everything. And I do feel like she felt like she had to do those drugs to be close to that person, um, my friend. And she could she could just cut it off because she was never an addict. And this per- and this guy was. And in the end, they ended up having a kid, and she ended up breaking away from him. And I remember it was like it's been this big thing where she's like now brokenhearted, treating him like shit. And I was my first. I was well, where where was this? Where was this tough love when you were out partying with him? And I feel like Skylar pushed and pushed and pushed. She finally got to, to know who her husband was becoming. And then she was like, okay, we better do this together. And then once she got, then once she seen the real danger, once she seen what he was really involved in, they said, well, do we got to get out? We gotta, even though there was times where she, he wanted to get out. I still remember that scene where he's like looking for the money and she, and she took all the money. I think she put it in like in some investment firm or something. And so he's like, we have to run. We have to get out of here. So, like, that's when like, I think to me how I took that scene was when Walt Sr. became Heisenberg. He, he went crazy. He said, fuck it. I can't get out. Every time I'm trying to get out, it keeps pulling me back in. And that's what I truly feel like, if that makes any sense. But for, for those of you guys who don't know, essentially Breaking Bad is about a, a, a school teacher pretty humble, pretty um, just low-key, played by Brian Cranston. His name is Walter. And essentially, he finds out he has cancer, and he says, I, I have nothing to leave my family behind. And he has a kid that has, um, I, I don't, it's not scoliosis. It's something like that. I know the actor actually has mild, it's not scoliosis, but I'm going to say scoliosis, but I know it's wrong. I know the actor that actually plays the, the son, Walt Jr., he actually has mild scoliosis, so he doesn't need a walker. But he uses a walker, and he actually plays it to perfection. Um, and it, all the acting is done to perfection. All the writing is done to perfection. As a matter of fact, my nephew was just started watching Breaking Bad. I think he's on season two. And um, I was telling him, I, can't, I don't know the name of the episodes, so don't ask me. But there's this episode where it's just at the, at the beginning of it, there's a, a bug. And Jesse's smoking a cigarette. And... Jesse looks at the bug, and he doesn't kill the bug. He bends over, and he and the bug crawls onto his hand. He's playing with the bug as he's talking about business. I told my nephew, I said, hey, just so you know, you may not get everything, but every scene literally means something. Every scene. 
Never under, never, never forget that. And I think that's what, to me, the genius of Vince Gilligan and his crew are, is, is that they legitimately will have a 50-minute show, 55 minutes, whatever it may be. And they somehow make every scene, me- even in the most boringest ways, it's like you still need to pay attention. There's this one episode where legit, it's uh, based in the the meth lab, the high industrial meth lab. And the entire episode is based upon Walt and Jesse trying to catch a fly because Walt's like, hey, the fly can ruin the product. So they spend the entire 50-minute fucking episode doing it. I remember I, I was watching, I was living in Atlanta at the time when I was watching it. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, what the fuck am I watching? Yeah, and the entire the entire show is slow. And I want to say the final two episodes, the intensity picks up, but it's still at a slower pace. It's still very much like we're, we're giving you everything at once but you're going we're going to completely slow roll this mother bleeper out right and yeah i'm out of order but whatever and so to me you see in breaking bad you see this uh uh, this evolution of walt as he becomes heisenberg but as i said from my in my perspective me and my view i felt he was heisenberg when he needed to be but he was never fully heisenberg because he never wanted the violence of it, but that's comes with it, you know. And so it's one of those situations where, um, it was six seasons. But I think both shows were six seasons, and each character meant something as well. Even if they were side characters, they meant something, and you got backstories for all of them. And they were short and sweet backstories, but because you're moving the pace so slow, it's like okay, I have to I have to get through this to understand what I mean. Like like those twins. Um, like legitimately, is when they first introduced the twins, you just see them killing people. And you're like, who? What? What the hell's going on here? And then you just see that they're brought in to kill fucking. Uh, not it wasn't. They, they were brought in to kill Hank, uh, Walt's uh, brother-in-law, who's a DEA agent. And the entire time, Walt is like dodging him, <laughs> trying to understand like what, like, like how is he not getting this? But I, I love the character he played, uh, Hank, because. It wasn't that he was stupid. He was far from it. He just he was just a good. When he took off work, he took off of work. He was just a fun, happy-go-lucky person. Uh, let's talk about Jesse Pinkman, Pinkman for a second. Jesse Pinkman was originally to be killed off in season one, and then the dynamic between Walt and Jesse was it became so important. And I heard Vince Gilligan on the Rich Eisen show say that they were so short-sighted, they were just gonna kill him. And it's and it's funny because I said to myself. I think sometimes, I don't think it's being short-sighted. I think sometimes you just don't know what you have until you have it. You know, like Jesse ended up being a huge part of the show. And you wouldn't have guessed that just because you're, look, just because you're looking. But then as you see the, the, the morph, like example, Saul Goodman, how he got introduced was because of Jesse Pinkman. Like they're talking about having a lawyer and washing money and stuff. And Jesse's the one who tells, well, hey, man, you don't want a lawyer. You want a criminal lawyer. And it's one of those things where you have this kid who's enough streetwise enough to teach Walt as Walt is trying to teach him. The problem is they keep bumping heads because they're both amateurs. They're both unprofessional. Jesse's an addict. Walt is a school teacher. He's a genius. He's not actually a criminal, you know? And so it's one of those things where every, it felt like every episode, every season had a, 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 just a, a, a final boss that was worthy of Walt. 
Walt had to out Walt couldn't outstreet them. He had to outsmart them. But then he met his match in Gus Fring. And this is perhaps one of the top ten villains in TV history. One of the most infamous, scariest. I remember when I first saw Gus Fring on TV. I was watching it as I was in Atlanta. I remember I was watching it and I remember just just they met in a Polio Loco, his restaurant that he owned. He was so professional, but he was so so uh, safe. And I remember vividly him just saying, "Hey, you can go now." And just, just the way he said it reminded me of OG. I used to live around when I was in Maryland. Dude, this dude was an OG. Like he was legit. And I remember vividly someone came on the block one time, and dude just in the calmest voice. Because he came in, he was he had been banging one of the chicks in the neighborhood, and she jumped him. And he came in making noise, and I'll blow up this entire neighborhood, blah, blah, blah. And in the most calm voice, he said, hey, man, how you doing? He said, I'm good, man. Just you know, I'm trying to get my shit together. He said, yeah, man. I see she broke your heart. I said, I understand that. But, you know, you in my neighborhood around my kids, and, you know, like, you around a lot of people's kids, and you just want blowing shit up, and I just need you to go. And I'm gonna give you a couple dollars. He's he's going on the bus, and if you don't get on that next bus that's coming down right now, you're gonna be leaving in an ambulance. And I remember the guy is like, looked at him. He was like, "What you say to me?" And the guy just looked. The guy was just calm as ever. He just looked. He was like, and he had a smile on his face. The guy took the two dollars and left. I remember saying to myself, "That is some power right there." That's what Gus, Gus Fring reminded me of. And Walter had to outsmart him. He absolutely had to. And the thing I loved about the Breaking Bad, and I don't know if they had plans for a spinoff before. I, I, I doubt they did, even though because they didn't know what they had at first, right? Um, but the thing I loved was that almost every character in there, except for Walt and Jesse, had history, which they ended up exploring in Better Call Saul. But you just hear the names, and it's like they're all connected to this world. Which makes sense because they're on the drug world, but it's like one of those things where it's like Jesse and Walt are the newcomers with the best product, but like they're so amateur. So to me, Breaking Bad's legacy is one. And like I said, I'm, I'm all over the place. I'm having myself. I thought about. I thought a lot about this. I think Breaking Bad's legacy is. decisions Walt's a part of Walt's history is when he's in college he helps build this company with his then girlfriend and she's a very rich girlfriend and he feels inferior because he has no money so he breaks up with her and his other business partner and he sells his his stock for five grand which didn't end up making billions off of it and they end up dating each other so he feels resentful but he should be he should honestly feel resentful of himself Cause now he's just a school teacher. He has a normal life, pretty wife, but just normal, basic, right? And he's just jealous. And so then he gets cancer and he feels like the world's just against him. And so he makes these decisions. To me, decisions is the legacy of that. And how when you have these feelings and how, how and, and when you have these um, things on your heart, you kind of have to let them go. You kind of have to talk about them. You kind of have to... You know, because he's very reserved in season one. Very, Walt is very reserved. And Skylar is very much a happy wife. She's happy with her life. She truly fucking is. This is all Walt. And so, um, 
it's one of those situations where you kind of see decisions and how by your insecurities you can make bad decisions if that makes any sense um also I felt the legacy of it is is just just the writing aspect of as I said earlier just how you can take something so minute as a bug and that bug was reflective like Jesse didn't want to kill anything when we get to El Camino you see Jesse finally become the boss and, and the leader of his own life instead of being a follower. He makes a lot of the same mistakes just listening to other people. And it's just like... You, you see him overcome it. You know, like you see, you see, I'm telling you, they wrapped up all the movie, El Camino, uh, Breaking Bad, Bear Call. They they wrapped up all this really well. Um, And I do feel like this is one of the few things, shows where you get closure with every character. Even if you didn't, even if you didn't like the closure or even if the closure was just they're living their life. You, you got closure. Um, As far as. Walter White's ending, right? He died. Um, I think it was the only way he could make a tone to Jesse. Now, just for you guys who don't know, so essentially what happens in season six, towards the end, is they end up meeting up with these Aryans. And these Aryans are fucking crazy. And they end up like kidnapping Jesse and making him a slave and making the meth by himself. And they torture Jesse. They they at the end of it, you just feel bad for him. And so essentially, Walter, who goes into hiding, comes out of hiding to save Jesse and to essentially apologize to his wife. Because for like three straight seasons, he had been saying, "I'm doing this for my family." Blah blah. Finally, he says, "I did it for me. I was good at it." Uh, and you know, it just was selfish by day for me. And then he goes to save Jesse. And so essentially when he kills off all the Aryans, he's, he accidentally got shot himself and Jesse looks at him, points a gun at him and Walt just puts his hands up like, do what you gotta do. And Jesse doesn't do it. And Jesse just leaves. And, um, Walt then just kind of lays there and just dies. And that's how the, see, that's how the series ends. Um, I felt... <sighs> There was no other way for him to go. Like, by the time Hank had got killed by the Aryans, his family was in ruins. Um, I feel like Jail didn't fit his character. Like, to me, I disagree. I, and I just actually heard, I just actually just found this out um, that Omari Harwick and Courtney Kemp, the creator, the co creator of Power, actually disagreed on ghost ending to power and which we've done in archives which i didn't know at the time of that recording and i actually agree with ghost and i, I thought ghost should never die now now it's green mainly because ghost was always too smart for everyone else even for his son to get close to him with the relationship they had he would have saw that coming because of how wise he was yeah you can always get caught slipping we all have a bad day but i felt like he would have had a 
backup plan. And now they're they're talking about re- resurrecting Ghost in in some kind of way or whatever. But I guess my point in all that is that 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 fit Ghost's character because what we were conditioned from the series. What we were conditioned from the series was from Breaking Bad was essentially um, Walter White was always on the, the precipice of death. And by and just so you guys know, uh, he, his cancer had come back because his cancer went away. Then his cancer had come back, and so he was dying anyway. He only had like a, a few months anyway. And so it's one of those situations where that was going to be his ultimate end anyway. He just, I think that's why he didn't look for safety anywhere because he's like, I'm dying anyway. So I might as well just go out with a bang. So anyways, that's my thoughts on Breaking Bad. I thought it is one of the best written shows on television. It's universally praised. It's one of the greatest shows ever. Whew. I don't know if I, I don't know if I give anything that I don't know because it depends on what you like. Like some people will think the Cosby Show is one of the greatest shows of all time, which is fine, you know. But what makes the great? Show, it's all subjective, <laughs> you know. But what makes a great show? You know, I to me it just depends on. Like, I never. I've seen a few episodes of Cheers. Now, obviously, it's. I was like two years old when that show came out, but. Some people say that was a great show. Like me personally. I enjoyed Frasier, and it's very much an intellectual humor type of thing that I couldn't understand, but I thought the way that the, the, the cast delivered a lot of the lines was done in a funny way. Um, I don't know. Just, that's up to you. I don't have the answers to those questions, um, but it's definitely one of the greatest written shows of all time, for sure. So that's my retrospective of Breaking Bad and next week we'll do a retrospective of Better Call Saul I'm So Chemical and we are out